I'll start this off without any words I got so high, I scratched till I bled Love myself better than you No, it's wrong, so what should I do? The finest day that I've ever had Was when I learned to cry on command Love myself better than you No, it's wrong, so what should I do? I'm on a plane My mother died every night It's safe to say, don't quote me on that Love myself better than you No, it's wrong, so what should I do? The black sheep got blackmailed again Forgot to put all is your code Love myself better than you No, it's wrong, so what should I do? I'm on a plane I can't complain I'm on a plane Somewhere I have heard this before in a dream my memory has stored As a defense I've noodled in space What the hell am I trying to say? So now is time to make it clear To write off lines that don't make sense Love myself better than you I know it's wrong, so what should I do? One more special message to go Then I'm done and I can go home Love myself better than you No, it's wrong, so what should I do? I'm on a plane I can't complain 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 No boys are back in town. I think we've run that into the ground. Maybe a teensy bit. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We're 
we're back, guys. Attention Deficit Season 21, Episode uh, 8. Episode 8. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and this is our other host. I'm Skip. Hey, we're back, guys. Always disappear. Woo! Yeah! Hold on. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, we're back. What's up, guys? Attention deficit order. Season 21 episode. Uh, it's Kurt Cobain's death day, guys, as we record this. It's been 27 years since he blew his head off. Which means next year he will have been gone longer than he was on this planet, which is fucking mind-boggling because I remember being, what, 96? 98? Uh, it was 97. No, no, it was 80. No, wait. No, I'm t- it was not 80 anything. It was no, not 94. 94 when he committed suicide? Right. I forget. But I have found this is how this is how long yeah, he's been gone. No, you're absolutely right. April eighth, nineteen ninety-four. Yeah, ninety-four. <laughs> and Damn. I still remember the day you fucking everyone was like, dude, did you hear? He's dead. I remember when I saw his um the first time I saw his Nirvana album, like this guy's gonna kill himself. That was the first thing I said when I saw Nevermind. It was mm. the picture of him flipping off the camera. Okay. Inside the CD case. I'm like, this guy's going to kill himself. And I predicted him dying and Jerry Garcia dying. Because I'm oh. like, Jerry Garcia's never coming back again. Like, why? Like, he's going to be dead. <laughs> he never came back. Because he ate like 15 chili dogs yeah. a day. I well, mean, yeah. Is anyone surprised? His his heart his heart had a whole like his his um his arteries were the size of pinholes, but <laughs> his blood was the consistency <laughs> of mayonnaise. Yeah, and mayonnaise and heroin, and the um, yeah. So yeah, that was the first that was the first thing I said before I even heard the album. I think no, we were just listening to the album because uh, so I forget who had just bought it, and I'm like, oh okay, whatever. This guy's gonna kill himself. <laughs> Woo! Predicted that one, guys. Come on. Unless you believe the conspiracy theory that he was murdered. But I don't know. That's a, that's a weird theory. But, you know, around super popular rock stars like that, there's always that theory and denial. Right. and There's always some underlying underhandedness that someone's just like, oh, my God, you know. He couldn't like, have shot himself. with a, There's so much heroin in his body. Yeah, except for, like... You know, the human body has a massive tolerance for opiates if you build it up over time. So he could have had a massive tolerance for opiates and it not been something that killed him. Okay, do you want to hear the new Nirvana song? Uh, what now? Okay. Computers have written and recorded a new song in the style of Nirvana. Ew. Taking his lyrics and his... Um, I forget what they say. Something like... Um, it's, yeah, and Oreos created a new Nirvana song using artificial intelligence software to ap- 
approximate the singer's guitarist songwriting and guitar riffs very uh oh, do you want to hear it <laughs> yeah go ahead and play it i mean here I'm we not... go here's a computer nirvana song okay okay This is a computer if no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so weird, right? <laughs> yeah, Nirvana, guys. Come on. What do you think? If you played it to me without context, I could easily buy it as like a lost It's called um the song it's called Drowned in the Sun. I mean, at first I heard hints of uh, that band live. It just sounds weird. Right? It doesn't really yeah. sound like him. I, I mean, again, if you had not... Um, if you had just said there's a new Nirvana song and played it, I would have thought it was... That's what I should have done. Oh, well. like recording sessions that never got published on an album kind of they already did that with all those works <laughs> right i know they, they cash grabbed that shit hard i'm sure but no the point is like i, I would have believed it like it sounds enough like nirvana they would have been like it sounds a little off like the first verse especially it just reminded me of that band live the guitar is what takes it totally away he doesn't play guitar like that like big heavy riffs. I what it is. I couldn't put my finger on it. It's the guitar. Yeah. It's the too clean. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, listen to the guitar. He doesn't play like that at all. <laughs> I mean, like little teeny snippets in certain songs here and there, and it may be that it's picking up on the backing guitarist, right? Yeah. But if they're going by when they're a three-piece band, not when they put in Pat Smear. Right. You know, I mean, fair point, but, um, you know, who knows? The AI may have had every Nirvana song ever written and recorded thrown into its uh, database. Yeah, so I may have been pulling from like MTV Unplugged and um, some of those later later albums like In Utero, where there was that fourth guitar, or you know, fourth member. Yeah, for, uh, so that's Drowned in the Sun <laughs> from the new Nirvana song. Come on, Nirvana! Come on, guys, Nirvana. Yeah, twenty seven years ago. Yeah, I totally remember when he blew his head off. Yeah, I remember that being one of the first things, like, musically that sunk into my head is significant, you know? Well, it's because he was at the top of his game. He was just someone you thought would always be there 
like annoying you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think more just that he was at the top of his game, right? Like, yeah, they just did like how many millions in album sales? Well, like he just put out in utero and he was touring that, and then boom. Mm-hmm. No, I think yeah, it was about eight, six months after in utero or something like that. It, yeah, but they'd done a couple tours to support it. Because I remember, yeah, I remember that album was very popular after he died. Right. <clears throat> and people were saying, even when he died, they're saying that he's going to be known for like this generation's almost like John Lennon esque type guitarist or musician. And I, I mean, certainly genre defining and and conversation changing which crazy is like my daughter's friends are just finding out about nirvana like oh my god he's so awesome oh he's dead like what i know (laughs) my kids are doing the same thing chris it hurts i know it's like what i know i've played nirvana around you guys before and all of a sudden it's cool because you and your friends discovered it that's always been the case fuck you Take like, my whoa, awesome man. music collection and go. This Kurt Cobain guy was really cool. What happened to him? Oh, he blew his head off after he had on heroin. Yeah, he sucks started a fucking 12-gauge. <laughs> no, it was a 20-gauge. Okay, whatever. Either way. He was too weak to, he's too weak and frail to handle a 12-gauge. I mean, you uh, I couldn't say one way or the other. Yeah, I've seen a, a couple of interviews with Kurt um, where he's just hanging out. He, he was a weird guy, man. Just mm. like a mm. like very eccentric. Yeah, I remember some uh, Nirvana documentaries in the early two thousands. Like you know, where the and the, then they made a couple Definitely of movies. Oddball, but I think that's the case with most people who redefine a genre or you know set the stage for a new genre. I don't think those people are generally perceived as normal. Well, he he himself was saying every ten years there's a new type of artist that comes out in music. Yeah that's a, that's about right <clears throat> i would agree i mean you know i don't always like what comes out but there is always like a, a fairly significant shift yeah every 10 years and you know nowadays it, it um it's like every 10 years in each genre there's someone who comes and throws something in there where you're like oh shit well now it's every it's 10 minutes there's well no <laughs> But <clears throat> what's the I new genre that. now? I don't know. K-pop, yeah. K-pop. I mean, I is that the new genre? Even though we're not into it, but it's huge, right? I mean, maybe. I'm trying to think of something that's as worldly as K-pop right now, or as big. Yeah, I mean, K-pop is huge, like yeah, phenomenally. Just uh, massive. Not, <laughs> like, and not just in Korea, like all <clears> over <throat> the goddamn place. Yeah, I think it's like the, the Korean boy bands have taken over and the yeah, the Asian boy bands. Or the Asian um I wouldn't say the Asian uh um oh god damn it, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't uh where well, they're not male or female, they're oh androgynous. Androgynous. The yes, the Korean the Asian androgynous bands have taken over. Yeah, but they're all guys that are completely androgynous, really. Yeah, but they look like girls. And they could be either or. You know? But they do have like they have like um like uh baby metal. 
<laughs> you know, that's like that's the name of a, a, a um, mm. uh, Asian um, punk rock band. Well, okay, but I mean, I remember in the '90s that I was going to see bands called like Melt Banana and Romantic Gorilla, that were yeah. Asian hardcore bands, and um, you know whatever yeah we grew up in like the fusion era where like they're trying to mesh like styles like you know like oh like punk and rockabilly or rap and rock or you know or or yeah yeah rap rock punk and rock Mm -hmm. ska and ska and rap you know like all we were like like everything was fucking each other (laughs) well it only makes sense right i mean now in the US we're we're really good at taking other people's cultures and merging them into ours and trying to make it fit in some way, right? That's how rock and roll came around. Blues was being adopted by white people and they were like, Well, it can't be the blues, we're gonna do our own version. We got Elvis and fucking Buddy Holly and uh, what? Who else? That's it. Belvis and Buddy Holly. <laughs> well, I'm the big Gene bopper. Gene Vincent. Uh, fucking. I, I was digging for names. That's all. Uh, uh, fucking Frank Sinatra. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, man, he stole the blues, man. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he he, uh, he had a black friend, so that made him cool. <laughs> right, he was chill with Sammy Davis. <laughs> yeah. he made it all good. Yeah, so that's what that's what made him real cool. To just chill out. Okay, what do I got? Oh, have you been um, playing at all Outriders? I have not. I have not played any video games in about two and a half weeks now. Maybe longer. Well, it's on Game Pass, man. I know. And I plan on, after this podcast, going in and starting its download. Um, But no, I've not played it. I've at least from the bit of chatter I've seen on um, social media, it is generally well-received. I saw um, if Gears of War had a baby with Destiny as a description. Sort of. It's more like Gears of War only because you take cover and it's Mm -hmm. really violent. It's third person too, is it not? Uh, Yeah, it's third person. It doesn't move nearly as smooth as Destiny or Gears of War. Well, okay, but those games have been around longer. But does it? Is it fun? Uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's just the same. You know, like okay, open this part up. All right, we have to clear out these people to get to this next part. Clear out these people to get the next. But you know, it's one of those games. Like oh, and here comes the big boss guy. Oh, he can freeze you. Mm. Um. So like, I have a sniper rifle. These big tank guys come at me. I shoot them with a sniper rifle. It's a freezing bullet, so it freezes them in place, and then I shoot them in the head, and they explode. Uh, then I have other bullets. <clears throat> These are my I'm pi- I'm a pyromancer, so I have bullets that um like am I will charge my gun up so I can shoot flaming bullets. So it's like tick, 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 tick. so I can shoot like a sniper rifle people with flaming bullets. Um, what's the other thing I can do? Oh. Then you can uh, then I have another power where I, I shoot something in the ground and it sends like a like a almost like a what would I say like a fire trail up to them, 
and then they light on fire. Then if I shoot them after that, they float in the float in the air and explode. No. Oh. So I. Sh- Andy. So they're on fire. Then I shoot them. So they're behind cover and they float in the air and they blow up like two people around them. So it causes some area of effect damage. Yeah, so that's cool. So they're all poof, and blow up. But when you have like four people coming after you, like boom, and then you have a firewall that I throw at people and it just burns everything in its path. So it's like it goes like twelve feet, it's like a huge firewall. So like a defensive kind of thing. Yeah. If people getting too close, you want them to back off, you use that. Okay. Yeah. If, if people get right in my face, I have like a, almost like a fire punch that will incinerate their body. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds a lot, and it, it's kind of um, destiny in the sense that you're always hunting for the next best piece of armor or weapon or whatever. Yes. So there's that looting aspect to it. But the, I mean, it sounds interesting, and since it's free on uh, Game Pass, I will be downloading it. Um, should be able to play it over the next couple of days. We'll see what happens. But the way it ranks up is the uh, like there's war, like the the uh, what is it? Medium, uh, easy, hard. It's like world tier one, two, three, four. So I'm on world tier five. I'm on like super hard. I'm like, why is this game so fucking hard? I'm like, where's the difficulty level on this shit? <laughs> So, uh, did you start at one or no? No, I started on uh, uh, level five. Oh. Which is like right before you get like a three more unlocked levels. So, I'm like, I'm on the hardest difficulty. From the get go? Yeah. <clears throat> maybe, I cho- maybe I chose that. I'm like, oh, level five. I don't need that. <clears throat> but the, um, so the higher the levels, the more loot you get. Mm hmm. So it's three-player co-op. So you can have a trickster, a pyromancer, and I forget the third person. So they can always be like, like the trickster like is up close. So he like spins around and shit and starts cutting everybody up. And um, I haven't played with anybody really. Uh, No, no, I haven't. (laughs) Well, once I get it downloaded, uh, it'd be fun to play some multiplayer. Yeah, I'm I'm down to play multiplayer co-op. The uh. But I don't know about the world tiers, so that's the only way you're going to get heavy loot, as if you boost up the difficulty. Mm. It's like, oh, this tier gives you no loot, but the end, like, uh, what is it? You get some loot, the enemy level's, like, down by 2%, and you get, like, medium level drops. And then, like, the fifth tier, you get super high level um, stuff. The, mm, tons of experience, but you're going to get your ass handed to you. Yeah, the enemies are so... I was at a point to where I couldn't even get past. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, oh, there's the difficulty level. <laughs> it's still hard, okay. but... No. Yeah, it's still tough, but now I'm on medium. Yeah, it's interesting. I have uh, the Game Pass Ultimate package, and Outriders is not available on PC. No. So I and I can't download it. Well, maybe I can download it on the app. Hold on. Do you have maybe remote download on your console? Yeah, I haven't downloaded it <clears> yet. <throat> so, but one moment, please. I may be able to, especially if one of the kids is already on it. Um, but yeah, it looks like a fun game, and you know, I'm always down. Let's check them out. Um, no, the last thing that I was playing before um, I just got busy with life and shit. Uh, is a game called Greedfall. And that's uh, how best to describe this. So it is Skyrim-type single-player RPG. 
right? Um, you've got your character and you pick kind of a path for him. And again, it's kind of the classes you were talking about, um, things like, um, uh, sniper versus, um, rogue or up close guy. And then, um, uh, tank dude. Yeah. And you're basically like a colonial British settler, but you're going to this magical Island where there's like ants and fucking dwarves and dryads and naiads and, you know, all types of mythical fairy type creatures. And you're trying to settle it. Like when the English and Spanish came over to North America and um, it's fun and interesting because you can be a douchebag to all the natives or you can be chill. Um, and it all affects the game's outcome, at least so far. And it's a lot of um, A, acrobatic combat, which is fun. And B, um, you do have a squad of other people that you can control kind of Mass Effect style. Um, so it's a, it's a good combo of RPG and action. And it's in this weird, like, Victorian England slash high fantasy combo. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, no, there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Pip, 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 cheerio. And um, huzzah, you know, kind of nonsense. It's that gets a little old. I end up skipping the, con- the um, uh, voice acting a bit here and there. But it is an interesting game. The bad guys are weird. The combos are and the abilities and shit are fun. Um, and it is available for free on Game Pass Ultimate, both for PC and Xbox. So if you're looking to <clears throat> for some, scratch that Elder Scrolls itch, then it works. Now, I just downloaded Observation on my PC. I don't know what that is. That's a uh, that's a Game Pass game where basically you're an AI computer on a fucked up spaceship, no. and you have to open doors. And they're like, "Oh, well, please open level forty five. I need to get through. Put out the fire on level twelve. So you're trying to you're navigating oh, so this. You're like the anti howl trying to help people. Yes, you're trying to help people. Like I don't understand what that is. I'm just playing on my keyboard and mouse right now. Uh huh. Uh, it's it's all right for a, like a real mellow game. It's pretty good special effects. It's from uh, Devolver Digital. That name's familiar. Is this on Game Pass? Yes. On PC or is this Steam or what? It's on Game Pass. Oh, okay. That's the only reason why I'm playing. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, the fact that uh, I don't have to pay sixty bucks for this Outriders game is the only reason why I'm playing it. Because before I was like, mm, I don't know about this game. <laughs> Oh yeah, actually, there is one game I should talk about um, playing. It's it was on Steam. It was an early access game, so it's in uh, beta. And one moment, please, while I find its name. It Rust. Called... No. Oh. It's called Galahad, and um, this actually was a pretty damn cool looking game. Um, sorry, this fucking froze. Galahad. Uh, yeah, no, it, it is a Call of Duty clone. If you took the mech combat of um, Titanfall. No. Oh. And the class-based system of 
kind of Call of Duty, but more like Battlefield um, or Apex Legends, right? Each character has a specific ability um, and a special super attack and a passive ability kind of stuff. But it is based on Arthurian legend. So you can be King Arthur, you can be fucking Lancelot, you can be Galahad and, you know, Gawain, all these, you know, Mordred, all the different big names in Arthurian legend. But you're driving around big giant robots. And um, the mobility was amazing. Imagine being in a, um, like Titanfall 2 and being able to parkour around the map. Oh, yeah. So take that and apply it to the robots. Like the robots have boost abilities and quick dashes and stuff, and, and it's a rechargeable gas tank. Um, so every about 45 seconds, you have this boost that can take you two-thirds of the way across the map if you do it right. Um, and then you have quick dashes, you know, to dodge area of effect attacks like grenades and shit and, and whatnot. And this is a rough beta, let me just say up front. Um, and it is in full play test mode. It is only a multiplayer game, but it is fun as shit. It's like, you remember the old mech warrior games on the original Xbox? Yeah. It's like that, but with the mobility of Titanfall two and the kind of class based character based abilities, like an apex legend or a, a battlefield type game. It's fun. Apex Legends Battlefield. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I remember this. This game on Steam yeah. uh, called Galahad, um, each character, right? You could, let's just say I pick King Arthur. Um, I can be a King Arthur in a really light little nimble mech suit, or uh -huh. I can be a King Arthur in like a heavy-duty fucking tank Hulkbuster type mech, right? Like just big as fuck. So... You pick your character who has his abilities, and then you pick your level of armor and mobility and however many weapons you can stick on that particular mech. And then you can build out, you know, I want energy weapons and rockets or, you know, your particular loadout. So you've got the whole mech building part too, which is awful fun in my book. Hold on a second. I need to get my water. Talk for a second. Be back in one second. So... Um, I did not get to play Galahad much, I will say. Um, I got maybe 10 matches in. It's in not open beta right now. It is closed invitational beta and is only on Steam as far as I know. But if you like mech multiplayer games, if you like um, okay. Diane Robot customization, it's... I think something I will return to when it's in open beta or it's in, you know, initial release kind of alpha state, not alpha, but, um, you know, early release, but not final. This is our retail version. Oh, well, <clears throat> that's good shit. Check it out. If you like those kinds of games or check out outriders, come on outrider. So you got you battle um, uh, weird creatures too. There's weird creature designs. I just uh, fought like a huge spider that shot lava, huh. um, and then it turned into a huge worm w with a spider body. 
Uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> and then I got then I got the yeah, symbol. Sounds like a blast. Then I got the symbol on my banner, so you can customize your banner. You have a little like a half semi space truck thing that you can customize the paint job on. Um, what else is there? Uh, you customize, you know, head to toe, everything, uh-huh. gloves, boots, all that shit. But just the three classes right now, huh? Uh, yes, and you can uh, customize the gun and get legendary weapons to where you know it's like purple and has like fucking creature horns coming out of it and shit. And you have like weird fucking armor with. Like uh, animal, like a uh, reptile scales on it, and so I have like basic shit right now. I'm only level like eleven or something like that. Yeah, but I think if I played with people and they're all high level, I just like hid in the background. <laughs> well, especially if you're playing on level five. I'm sorry, that just seems a little over ambitious when you're starting a game out. Well, I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get past the point, and then if you backtrack, it says. It gives you a nine-second count, so you can only go back so far if you're fighting somebody. They're like, you're going to lead them back to your base. Don't do that. So, like, sometimes I'll backtrack, and I won't pay attention to the time countdown. Like, fuck! And then I have to restart Mm -hmm. that level again. (laughs) Like, from scratch, you have to restart it. So if you have to enter a base, you have to kill off the little guys first, then slowly work your way up to the big guy. He's called a captain. And he comes at you, and he can manipulate the uh, he can manipulate shit like you do, so he can throw a vortex at you, so you're all of a sudden behind every all the enemies, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And they just turn around and start shooting at you. You're like, "Oh shit!" So you can get vortexes thrown at you, and all that shit. And you can counter them if you see them building up. It gives you like a power bar when they're building up their powers. You throw one of your powers at them, and it stops them immediately. Gotcha. It's, and then I can it's get like frozen. Huh? It's kind of like an interrupt. Yeah. Kind of yeah, and then the guy's freezing me from a distance and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like <laughs> well, it looks like I just queued up Outriders to download to my Xbox. So maybe by next show we'll have some co-op perspective to share. Outriders. Okay, you ready to get to the first movie or what do you got? Uh no, go to a movie. Okay, here we go, guys. Godzilla vs. Kong. Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong. The epic next chapter in the cinematic monster verse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another. The fearsome god Gojira and the mighty Kong with humanity caught in the balance starring Alexander Sarsgaard as Nathan Lind Millie Bobby Brown as Madison Russell Rebecca Hall as Ely Andrews Brian Tyrese Henry as Bernie Hayes Shin Ori as Rin Siwa (laughs) Elsa Gonzalez as Mia Simons Julian Dennison as Josh Valentine. Lance Reddick, who only has one line in the movie. If you blink, he's gone. As Gulliman. Kyle Chandler as Mark Russell. Damien Bashir as Walter Simmons. And a little deaf girl, Kylie Hoti as Gia. 
This is Godzilla vs. Kong. Woo, yeah. Guess where I saw this one? IMAX. San Francisco. It was amazing. All I wanted it to be. It was amazing. Let's play the original. There we go. The, um, it was amazing. The size and the scope of this movie is insane. You have to see it on a big screen. Did you watch it on, um, Disney Plus? Or did you mute yourself? You just muted yourself. Skip, you're muted if you don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Disney Plus. Amazing. The, uh, not Disney. Disney Plus, what was I? Uh, IMAX, not, uh, <laughs> HBO Max. I don't see how you could watch this thing on HBO Max and enjoy it. You, you, you get the gist of it, but to see Godzilla's head take up the whole IMAX screen of a 100 foot by 90 foot screen, that's when you get the scope of this. King Kong's fingers just fucking the size of multiple buildings. When he, when he points at this little girl, yeah, it's amazing. Man. I couldn't believe how, uh, how good it looked. It was, uh, I think, one of the best-looking Godzillas I've seen recently on screen. Um, the director, Adam Wingard, who did a couple movies before this. Um, he was one of the VHS directors. He directed Your Next, which I'm a huge fan of, Deficit Pick of the Week. The Guest, another Deficit Pick of the Week. Um, and... What is the other one? Oh, Godzilla vs. Kong Death Note. <laughs> um, he did some of Outcast. He did VHS 2. The ABCs of Death. Another Deficit Pick of the Week, if you haven't seen that. Uh, Holmes, a slasher horror film. Bill Mosley. Okay. He's a decent director. He did um, his uh, Blair Witch 2016. God, that was 2016. Then he did Death Note, and then he did 2021, he did... That makes about sense. <clears throat> for, um... God, what was it? I'm trying to look up the soundtrack here for Godzilla. Here it is, guys. Godzilla soundtrack, just so you get a feel. Boom, there we go. Gojira. So when he comes on screen, you're like, holy shit. What, what is happening? Where's... Godzilla's not provoked by anybody. Did you watch this yet, Skip? I did not. Oh. Actually, in preparation for this, I finally watched Skull Island. But... <laughs> you're too behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch that and then King of Monsters. No, I saw that already. And then you watched him out of order. Whoops. Was it? No, it's King of Monsters in... Wait, now I'm confused. I didn't mean to derail. I basically no. I wanted to see Skull Island because I heard through the grapevine social media that um, there was relation from Skull Island to King Kong versus Godzilla. There is. He's this, it's the movie starts on Skull Island. It's like somewhere on Skull Island, and it's funny. They're like Skull Island. It's like like a hundred miles off the coast of Hawaii. I'm like really? That's where it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was filmed in Hawaii, so why not? <clears throat> it's like, okay, I guess it was there. 
Uh, this one has great fights. Guess who wins in all the fights? But in my opinion, who wins? Um, <clears throat> that I can't imagine. I don't. I haven't seen it yet, so. Well, you've seen the old ones before. Same yeah. thing. Okay. Same difference. You know who the king of monsters is? Yeah. Come on. And really, when you look at realistically, if they're the same size, the one with the atomic fire breath is gonna win every goddamn time. I'm sorry. And the and the one who can actually swim in water. Right, that too. <laughs> we'll win all the time, especially if there's a battle on a boat. Yeah. You know? That's an important point. <laughs> they fight, uh, I think, three times. There's three big fight scenes against for Godzilla and Kong, which is cool. They, f- they fight three times, uh, and Godzilla does his famous walk away at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bye, Godzilla! Like, send me your next little bitch that I'm going to smack him. <laughs> exactly. It's like, but see, <laughs> he only comes when he's provoked or he senses something's fucked up. He doesn't just come out and start destroying everything. No, especially in um, the originals. He was always, I mean, it, well. He always comes to stop the other ones. Yeah. Besides he, the very first one, right? Not the one with fucking, uh, what's his name? Perry Mason. Perry Mason. But the original fucking Gujira from Toho Studios. It didn't have any white people involved. No, no, but he still came on land to fuck shit up. To, uh, he doesn't come to fuck anything up. People are just in his way. Mm. You know, that's just the problem with God. You know, we're like ants to this guy. True. You know, he like comes up, he's like, oh, I, I can go under the bridge, but I'm going to come up right underneath the bridge and just rip it in half. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's inconvenient. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't care about this bridge. Boom. Oh, you're gonna shoot rockets at me. He's huge in this game. In this movie, he is massive. Yeah. Um, they're shooting rockets at him. They're trying to, you know, take him out with planes. He's just tail whipping planes out of the air. You know, he's ripping boats in half by just swimming through them with his mm. with his fucking back um, back blades. You know, he's fucking shit up in this movie. But he's just, as you know, he went from the king of all. I said, as you would expect from the king of all monsters. Yeah. And he, uh, and he, you know, he's only fucks with you if you provoke him. It's like, you want to push me? Let's do it. You know, if you, do, if you don't want to push me, I'll go away. But if you want to go for it, let's do it. You know, he doesn't back down from any fights. <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. like oh, Godzilla's attacking the apex station. Like, oh, what do we do? To, what did we do? I don't know what you did. Maybe you're doing something that Godzilla doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And the and the and the company Apex is doing shit that Godzilla doesn't like. And Kong is coming there going, I can beat you up, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. Right. Kong is smart, but he's still he's dumb when it comes to fighting. You know, he he has some smarts. Yeah. Um, but his fighting instincts aren't that great. <laughs> well, he's like the Hulk style fighter, like Hulk Smash kind of deal. They were doing like they w- it reminded me of like WWF UFC fights when they were fighting. <laughs> he's hopping off buildings and dropping elbows on him and stuff. He's like grabbing right. him and throwing Suplexes him through Godzilla. Yeah, smashing his head into multiple buildings like turnbuckles on a fucking wrestling ring. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, it's crazy, man. The fight scenes are amazing. I watched it, and yeah, IMAX is the way to see it if you can. 
Um, it was like, yeah, his whole head's taken up the huge screen. Uh, when they do close-ups on Kong's big fat head. And then they do Godzilla's huge stare down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks amazing, man, on a big IMAX screen. That's the way to see it. On a TV, man, you're not going to get the scale nearly. Of course not. You know, you just be like, oh, that looks cool. But when you're, you're like, holy shit, he's on IMAX. <laughs> like, that's a big motherfucker. That's a big ass bitch. You know, and for the first time in a while, I smoked a little bit of weed. <gasps> oh my God. Before, dude, I, I bought like a joint, right? I took three hits and I was toasted. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I seriously, I was like, I smoked it like at two. Yeah. I can't and, drive yet. And the movie was at four and I was ripped until like seven. Like 7 p.m. I like got up there because there was a 4 p.m. movie. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, I'm so fucking baked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I still have more than half of this joint left. No, way more than half. I took like three hits. Well, you're I think. just a cheap date right now at this point. It's what? Yeah, I know. I am totally. It's like, <laughs> like three hits. I'm like, fog. I could feel just, it the second I took just a hit. Just like Chris smelled the butt. You'll be just fine. Yeah, you it was. You did light it. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. So I had to be a little stoned for this movie, but I was like, fuck. Yeah, and I haven't smoked any since. And, and that was like, what, four days ago? No, it was, I watched it Wednesday. And I haven't felt like, you know, going to smoke any, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I was tore up. I was like, well, Jesus. You use as feels right for you. I think that's always my point. Right, like don't overdo it. Make sure you can get your shit done that you need to. As long as you're doing that, you're golden. Well, at this point, it's like one hit. Yeah, no, I remember the same thing, but I like, yeah, it's a long time ago now. But um, in oh shit, probably no, it was my one of the few New Year's resolutions I actually followed. Um was to take a break from weed in 2000. Yeah. So that's how long ago this was for you youngins out there. It's, <laughs> it's 21 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I didn't smoke weed at all, period, for three years. Yeah, I remember and that. And just, you know, didn't feel the need, the desire, the want, the, hey, that would be fun. It just, you no, know, I'm done. But that's you're still it. drinking? Yeah, I was drinking beer and uh, Okay, so you weren't completely sober. Okay. I'm sorry? So you weren't completely sober. Okay. No. No, definitely not. Um you gotta have a vice. That's always been my perspective as well. Yeah, true. Um but you know, I always check myself. And that's the point. Like if anything becomes problematic, it's time to step back from it and take a break. And there have been plenty of times where I haven't drank. I mean, I didn't drink for seven years when um, my back issues were really problematic and I was taking a lot of medication to make sure that I could function. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't drink for a long time because of that situation. And it was only once I was able to let up on those meds and start feeling like a human again without being, you know, on full-on narcotics and muscle relaxers and shit. Yeah, yeah, that would fuck me up too, man. Yeah, like, and I didn't want to throw alcohol on top of that. 
that's horrible because all of those things are bad for your liver, you know? Um, so the wiser part of my brain took over and said, well, no, we're just not going to drink. And I didn't until it was like, I'm done with these meds. I don't feel like they're helping and I feel fine without them. And at that point it was like, okay, I think I'll have a beer. Yeah, for me, it was just, I haven't done it in so long. I was like, mm, you know. so I went up to Barbary Coast and bought a little thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'll try this out. See what's going on. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, I basically yeah. went back to my car in the parking garage and just stood out there mm-hmm. and just stare, stand, stood there for at least two hours. Yeah. He's watching these um, uh, evangelists. Like, it was tripping me out, dude. There were these evangelists just preaching the word of God with a megaphone. You know, yeah. you know, it's San Francisco. You're going to hell if you ain't. Yeah, it was just like, oh, yeah. my God, this is so trippy. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So I was just listening to these evangelists, and then his buddy was trying to hand flyers to people. So I was, like, on the fifth level of this parking garage staring down at all the homeless people and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus, I'm baked. I'm like, do I look baked? I guess I am. And there was some kid left in his car for at least an hour and a half. You know, what is this, 1985? Yeah, that's like, <laughs> you call CPS and SWAT and... But it wasn't, a, it wasn't an infant. He was like 12. You know, he wasn't like an infant. I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah. this kid's sitting in here for a fucking... Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> well, that's wild. Yeah. But no, I totally, you know, but everyone's got to clear their head at some point and everyone's got to take a break from the things they do as a fucking outlet. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially, it, especially when you feel like it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't smoked any since. I don't mm-hmm. have like the urge to, you know, and I went, so I went and saw an IMAX. And then I went again. I was sober this time. I went and saw um, it in Prime. With uh, so for, that was for the sound, mm-hmm. and yeah, this thing like rumbled the seats, dude. Every time Godzilla screamed, there's a point where he's screaming for at least ten seconds. No oh, damn, you know, he's like, Gah! you know, just like, like fuck. My ears are bleeding. <clears throat> yeah, IMAX, it was just super loud, and it was super fucking loud and intense mm-hmm. every time he screamed, or he's whipping his tail around, or he did his little fucking nuclear blast thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was ins- it was insane. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, who's screaming and it was just rumbling the seat the whole time. Got uh, King Kong screaming. He's fucking rumbling the seat. He's pounding his chest and shit. You feel all that, right? Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was great, man. So, what do you rate it overall? It sounds like a total popcorn flake. Yes, uh, five out of five ear holes, four to five eye holes, and four to five tail grabs. Or dislocated shoulders. Uh, let's see. Oh, there is a five-hour cut of this movie, but it won't be released. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> That's just, way too much kaiju in one second. Is this Godzilla screaming for five hours? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Those ten-second fucking screams turn into, like, five-minute ones. Oh, my God. There's, like, a little deaf girl in there. It's like, okay. And they're using sign language. And there's an there's a joke with sign language in there. It's like, oh my gosh! It's like, well, the deaf people are. Rep- I think she's deaf in real life. I'm not sure. 
Okay. I have no idea. But yeah, it's it's the it's the white savior complex. <laughs> I saved you. But yeah, the the movie's definitely worth seeing in a theater. This is the return of theaters, guys. It made forty eight million dollars over the weekend. I saw that, which is sad. If it was non COVID times, it would have made uh, at least eighty. Yeah, at least. But that's sold out forty percent capacity. Right. I mean, it's impressive given the times. I, I'm not trying to knock its fucking um, thunder. I think worldwide it made $100 million. It's the highest grossing movie since COVID hit. It's also like the only one worth going to see in the theater. Yeah, and there was these little kids behind me. Like, like seven and six. Maybe younger. Like what's Godzilla doing? Ding, 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 ding. What the? What the? Why does he talk like that? It's like shut up. It's like these parents, man. Your kids are bored with this movie. Get them out of here. Oh, but I want my kid to see Godzilla. Well, then watch it at home, you fucks. That's what I say. <laughs> I mean, that's what I planned. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, if you have a family, it's more expensive. It's cheaper to watch it at home. Uh, but you won't get the scale or the scope of this film at all. You're just like, oh, that's cool. You know, Godzilla, Godzilla will stand about four feet high in your TV. That's fine. It's like, hey, guys, it's me, Godzilla. <laughs> Turn up your uh, surround sound as high as it can go. Turn that bass all the way up, and maybe you'll get a feel for what it felt like. Oh, man, yeah. Every time Kong was walking, you felt it. Every time Godzilla was walking, you felt it. Yeah, it's cra- it was crazy, man. I was tempted to go see it again, but I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I've already seen it twice. Right. <clears throat> and both on AMC A-list, so I didn't pay a dime for these tickets. Nice. That is the big score right there, I'm sure. Paying 26 bucks a month. That's totally worth it if you go to the movies more as much as I do. You're right. I mean, this sounds like one that will perpetuate unlike, uh, what was it? That fucking... Uh, movie Pass? Movie Pass. Movie Pass yeah. started that whole trend, though, so they yeah, gotta exactly. give it up for them. You know, they, they were scaring all the big companies into doing it. It's a good idea, man. Right. I mean, it's like what Napster did to all the rec- recording companies who then allowed iTunes and other digital platforms to sell songs yeah. that's why i have spotify now is because of that shit yeah exactly so yeah movie pass was a a great idea executed poorly and that's yes for sure um so let me just give my quick thoughts on kong skull island since i mentioned it earlier and it dovetails with your godzilla versus kong he's um, quite he's 10 times bigger than he is in skull island Oh, I got that. And that's part of why I wanted to talk about it. Because this one I hadn't seen. I don't remember why. I think I was just busy with shit. Um, And it's on HBO Max for free. Because they're trying to, you know, push um, King Kong versus Godzilla or whatever the goddamn thing is. The first one was King Kong versus Godzilla. This one's Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. 
If you say so. I'll roll with what you say. Because you saw. Um, but regardless, I enjoyed Kong Skull Island. I mean, there were points where it was like, I rolly, whatever. But um, overall, I think it was a really goddamn fun movie. Um, and it captured King Kong well. You know, and it didn't take us to the top of fucking um, whatever it is. The big goddamn building he always falls off of. Sears Tower. Oh. <clears throat> well, that was a different... This was set during the Vietnam War, right? Right. Okay, yeah, that's that's the difference. In, in the 70s. Um, and then... John Goodman is a insane uh, conspiracy theorist cryptozoologist who convinces somehow he's part of (laughs) he's part of monarch he's part of monarch yeah he's he's part of like a secret society old government organization (laughs) anyway whatever he basically tricks the u.s government to give him about i don't know 70 80 soldiers maybe more and 20 30 helicopters it seems like uh, to go to an uncharted island surrounded by a perpetual hurricane for fun. And they're going to drop bombs. <clears throat> that's right, the perpetual hurricane. <clears throat> uh, anyway, King Kong m- murders most of the soldiers, and it is an adventure story from there. The, I mean, I guess the cool thing is that um, Skull Island has... Uh, fucking Tom Hiddleston, you know, Loki as the main hero guy and Brie Larson as his love interest strong woman foil. That's Captain then, Marvel. Yeah. Exactly. And Loki. And Loki. Yeah. And then on top of that there's um Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson is yeah, kind Nick of Fury. A bad guy, I guess. <clears throat> there's then, apes out there that is big. <laughs> Yeah, but then from there it's John C. Riley, John Goodman. He's in. Uh, he's in. Um, John C. Riley. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey Hawkins, who's not been in a Marvel movie as far as I know. Corey Hawkins. He's. <laughs> well, don't want yeah. no hawking on my bread. Anyway, Kong Skull Island is a great fucking popcorn flick. I mean. We popped it on um, last weekend with every intention of going directly from that to Godzilla versus Kong because I have already seen Godzilla King of All Monsters. and That's a great um, one on IMAX, too. It's just a fun movie in general. But, um, yeah, we ran out of gas and ended up calling it a night before <laughs> we got to the new one. So I haven't seen that one yet. I will watch it soon, I'm sure. Uh, Kong Skull Island, if you have not seen it, is oh, 3.75 out of 5. Um, Ballless apes. <laughs> Where's his balls? I, yeah, he, you know, I noticed that <laughs> in the last part of the movie. There was definitely a lack of Kong junk, which does count against it. So maybe it's 3.5 out of Five, um, giant squid calamaris. Oh yeah, that was great when he slurped that squid up. 
Yeah. We just found him. Yeah, just stomped on him. And then, yeah, I'm going to eat your ass while you're still twitching. Fuck you. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about people either. You're just in his way. Yeah. He's no, like, I'm I just living my it. life. I think that's the point of most kaiju movies, right? Is like, there are things bigger than us that we don't understand that are making it easy with giant lizards and giant monkeys and giant moths and whatever, but, you know, there's things out there that we can't comprehend, just like if Godzilla walked up in my backyard right now and I looked up and I was like, what the... He'd just step right on your face and not even realize, but, oh, whoops... He wouldn't even right. say whoops. He'd just be like, what? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm walking this way because I want to go eat this nuclear power plant. Yeah. No, it would, it would, yeah, be a blip on his radar. And there are things out there in the universe that are blips for other people and then catastrophic for us. I think that's the whole point of kaiju, right? There's things outside our control. Uh, Yes. But we created Godzilla. We did. But, you know, like climate change, for instance. He's a, uh, he's a lizard. Once you create it doesn't mean that you have any control over it. And beware. Right? I think that's a lot of the point of all the kaiju movies. Probably. Okay, ready for my next movie real quick? No. I saw another one in the theater, guys. No. Um, How dare you? This can't Although be the soundtrack to it, though. What? Um, it is the 30th anniversary of Time Bandits. Oh, my God. I remember seeing that movie the first time I dropped acid. That was a movie that was on in the background. That would be fun. I've and never watched it on Hallucinogens, <clears throat> but that would be fun. I still haven't seen it on Hallucinogens because the screen was falling apart. And I could oh, I could hear Time Bandits, but I could not see anything on the screen. It was just like squares coming out of the screen, like a kaleidoscope. Interesting. Yeah, so, I, cu- I couldn't see it. <clears throat> it's still, nevertheless, it would be an interesting movie to experience on hallucinogens. I remember. So. I remember the only part I remember is the the giant was wearing the boat on his head because I'd seen the movie so many times. I knew exactly what part it was at, but I couldn't see it. Right. <laughs> Classic goddamn movie. Go watch it if you haven't. It's 30 damn years old, and I just saw that. 30 so, years old? 30 years old. It came <clears throat> out in 1981. Jesus. 40 years old. Holy fuck. Sorry. My math is bad. <laughs> I'm like 40. That makes more old. sense. Yeah. Yeah. 40 years old. So that makes it about six. I was about... 13 when I first dropped acid. So it makes about sense. It was on TV at that time. Yeah. No, I definitely saw this the first time in uh, like midnight movie type theater. Little, you know, one screen hole in the wall type theater. I don't think I've seen it in the theater. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. I just don't remember. I probably did. I swear it was playing at like the Aquarius or the Park or the Guild. And, And folks, those are like literally one screen theaters built in the fifties that existed until four, four years ago. Yeah. Chris and I were maybe 15 years ago. They were all dead. I remember seeing Davy Crockett at one of them. And I was so little, I thought they were acting behind the screen. 
So mm-hmm. I went up on the stage at the park while the movie yeah. was playing. <laughs> while the movie was playing, my mom had to yank me off the stage. You know, because I, I just walked down the aisle. I'm like, oh, whoa, are there people acting behind here? And you could go behind the <clears> screen <throat> because yeah. there was a whole bunch of empty space. That's where they had this, you know, it was a stage because it was an actual play. It was an actual stage play place or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was yep. like, what? Yeah, I remember that getting yanked out from Davy Crockett. I must have seen Time Bandits there. My parents took me to Creep Show, Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Uh, time, uh, probably time. Star Wars, uh, the first one, second one, third one, or the fourth, fifth, and sixth one. Right. Uh, but really, one, two, and three. Let's be. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Of, um. Yeah. So yeah, I, I must have seen it in the theater. Because that yeah. sounds like a you shitty want... movie my parents would take me to. <laughs> Great goddamn movie. Don't listen to Chris. It's not shitty. Go watch Time Bandits. It's fucking fun and. Everything fun about 80s cinema. Everything fun about 80s with midgets. Mm-hmm. The Time Bandits are midgets. That's all you need to know. They yeah. were in um, another Deaths to Pick of the Week, Under the Rainbow. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see uh, that movie? No, that one I've Okay, if I've seen Time Bandits, I must have seen... If I've seen Under the Rainbow, they must have taken me to Time Bandits. Because Under the Rainbow is a weird midget movie. <laughs> okay. That, you're looking it up? I'm about to, yeah. Yeah, under the rainbow, man. Deficit pick of the week. It was like, hey, let's let's um let's because uh, it was um it was basically a playoff Wizard of Oz over the rainbow, you know, somewhere over the right. rainbow. Under the rainbow. So, uh, what I get is a hit from 1981. See, same time. See, that's what I'm saying. Midgets were huge. Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher as the leads. Yeah. Acting with midgets. Adam Arkin's in it. Um, (laughs) Carrie Fisher. She exploded right after. (laughs) It was like Star Wars under the rainbow. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Blues Brothers. You know, it's like boom, boom, boom. I mean, Blues Brothers is a pretty Uh. iconic character, but. You know, that's just me. But yeah, under what's the premise for Under the Rainbow? All right, one sec. You asked for it. Um, this looks like a garbage movie. Oh, yeah. So, in 1938 Los Angeles, the manager of the Culver Hotel leaves his nephew in charge for a weekend. The nephew changes the name to the Hotel Rainbow and overbooks with royalty, assassins, secret agents, <laughs> Japanese tourists, and munchkins from the cast of The Wizard of Oz, 1939. See? Secret Service agent Bruce Thorpe and casting director Annie Clark find romance amidst the intrigue and confusion. <sighs> Come on, right? I mean, it sounds like Four Rooms and Blazing Saddles had a baby in retrospect. I don't know. It is. Yeah, I don't even remember that movie. I remember the title. Yeah. There are midgets on the, um, what you call it? The goddamn poster. A lot of midgets. Yeah, but yeah, I remember the midget poster. Yeah, Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher in Gardabelt. 
almost slave Leia, but like 1950s slave Leia. That's where they got the idea. The mm. um, <laughs> so okay, maybe actually because yeah, Return of the Jedi happened after this. Oh yeah, this is this is in between. Like, come on, they have to push back Return of the Jedi because I'm doing Under the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Outriders so far three to five ear holes, three to five eye holes, three to five exploding bodies. Uh, okay, here we go. The next movie, guys. I'm just gonna pick Dio's Holy Diver because this movie is so bad. No one, it doesn't even have a soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Okay. I saw this one in the theater also on Good Friday. It it fits perfectly. The did unholy. What? I said, did Jesus approve? Yes, he did. He was already dead though. The unholy. I saw it on Jesus's death day. <laughs> well, he was getting thorns put on his head, carrying a cross, and getting stabbed in the side. I was watching the unholy. Chris. What? Timing. What? You gotta be sensitive to baby Jesus's feelings. Baby Jesus. Was he was he circumcised? I don't think so. Here we go. Was, was that one of the holy men's? <laughs> one of the wise men's? I will bite off your foreskin. Okay, here we go. <laughs> a hearing... Another deaf girl. This is deaf girl day. A hearing impaired girl is visited by the Virgin Mary and can suddenly hear, speak, and heal the sick. As people flock to witness the, his mirror. Her miracles, terrifying events unfold, and there, and there, the work of there, there, the work of Virgin Mary, or something much sinister. <laughs> this is the unholy, starring Jeffrey D. Morgan. Negan. Negan. What'd you say? Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Gary Finn. Cricket Brown. This girl's name is Cricket. Okay. What the fuck is up with your parents? What's your brother's name, Beetle? Cricket Brown as Alice. William Sadler. He's not doing naked yoga in this one. He is Father Hannigan. Carrie Elways. A.K.A. Beauty and the... Uh, Princess Bride. Carrie yeah, Elways. Dread Pirate Roberts as Bishop Gales. Kate Astlin as Dr. Nate Gates. Diego Montrego as Monsignor de la Grat. Christine Adams as Monica Slate. Uh, that's about it for people. None of these other people really matter. This is unholy. Boston after um, well, really William Sadler, Cricket Brown, hmm? Cricket Brown. <laughs> yeah, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Carrie Elwes, and William Sadler. Okay. Yeah, and this is like a movie. Like, oh, I need to pay off that house in Malibu. Right. <laughs> that's exactly Winter what this movie is. Time. <laughs> exactly. So my mortgages are due. Uh, I'll just do this one for a cool million. Yeah, it's one of those movies where you're just like, Ugh. I guess this works. So yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, aka um, uh, what's his name, uh, 
uh, Bruce Wayne's um, dad. Uh, he got shot in the um, in the Zack Snyder's Batman. No, Justice League. Yes, he was he was killed in Justice League. Okay, I haven't even was it Justice League or was it Batman versus Superman? I think it was Batman versus Superman, or was it? God damn it! Or was it the? Um, was it the uh, fucking uh, um, uh, Christopher Nolan? No, 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 no. It was Batman vs Superman. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so Jeffrey D. Morgan. Okay, so he's like a reporter that falsified a story so no one takes him seriously. So he's on the outs with everybody. Wow. He comes. He comes to the small town where they burned a witch. They nailed a mask to her face. This is the opening scene. And then they trapped her soul inside of a a little porcelain baby doll that was shoved underneath a tree until Jeffrey D. Morgan finds it. And it was in 1492, February 10th, no, February 30th, 1492. They're like, you put a false date on these dolls that are unholy. Uh So, So you know it's a false date. You know something's wrong with this doll. So he takes it. You already lost me. So (laughs) Exactly. He takes it out. He's like, oh, wow, look at this little porcelain doll. Crushes it with his foot. He's just like, oh, whatever. It's a little doll wrapped in chains. Oh, God. It could have been worth so much money. From 1492, it's probably worth a hell of money. So it's like, oh, cool. Smashes it, releasing the spirit, of course, which is inside of the doll. Smashes Mm -hmm. it. He's like, oh, well, nothing's going to happen here. And then the spirit calls this deaf girl to the tree at night. She's like, oh, hey, now I can talk. Blah, blah, blah. Look at me talking. And then um, naked yoga guy from um, Die Hard 2 is like, oh, I don't think you can. I have, I have emphysema. Boom. Heals him from emphysema. Um, but it's actually this other girl, Mary. It's Her first name is Mary also. That's my mother's name. <laughs> but uh, Mary Eleanor. No, that's the actual. I don't know who's playing the bad person. Doesn't matter. So basically, you know, everyone thinks it's a, it's a. So everyone's flocking to this uh, place. The the Vatican's coming around to see if it's real. You know, they're like, hey, if uh, if it's real, that means she can cure something that has never that can't be cured. That's that's number one on the list. Uh, you have to cure the incurable. Has to be instantaneous. And this is the Vatican's rules. Has to be instantaneous uh, and uncurable. Those are the two rules to make this thing a miracle. Okay, so like this one kid's like, hey, I have rickets, you know, I can walk now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they heal the Adam, or, uh, naked yoga man's emphysema. Uh, and then what's her face could speak when she was a mute deaf. Uh, it was all right, whatever. You know, it was very predictable. It's like, oh, let me guess. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Now, oh, and every there's like a couple of jump scares. You know, a couple of good ones. One got me, but that's it. We're just kind of weak. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's uh, a cheap move. But you can tell the movies are back because they're putting shitty movies out into the theaters again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, instead of straight to <laughs> Yeah, instead of straight to like, come on, guys, come on in. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can make some money off this some bitch. I uh, give it uh, unholy guys. If you want to see a bad horror movie, PG thirteen, 
uh, one out of five ear holes, two to five eye holes, and one out of five deaf chicks mm-hmm. for uh, the unholy. Okay, what do you got? <sighs> um, well, to be honest, Chris, I don't know if this is just an interesting story or the indication of the fall of mankind. Um, so we talked about NFTs, I think the last show I was on, right? Non-fungible tokens that are used for... That artwork? Exactly. And yeah, I just saw about... some of that artwork too. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and some of that was, you know, we talked about the guy who like recorded his farts for a year and <laughs> 52 minutes of farts was <laughs> a non-fungible token. And it sold uh, for something ridiculous, like sixteen hundred bucks. Which, I mean, cool. If you want to pay me sixteen hundred bucks to record a year worth of my farts, uh, okay. That, that takes dedication, though. You have to be like, hold on, hold on. It Hit does, record. Right. <laughs> be right back, guys. I got come on, cheeks, stay together until you get to the fucking bathroom. But see, it and makes you... sense that someone would do that during COVID. They probably never even oh. went out. No, exactly. Right. They just ate a bunch of vegetables and just yeah. They're just eating broccoli all day and beans. Yeah, like broccoli <laughs> and fucking refried beans, dude. <laughs> it's like a nasty combination with onions. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah. you went too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's that all he has to eat, man. Just mix them all together and boom. I mean, I guess in COVID times, you got to buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> if that's what it calls for. But damn. Uh, Seriously, I think my my sense of smell and taste would have completely disintegrated after a year of that oh nonsense. yeah um anyway back to nfts for a second um again non-fungible token it's a digital copy of a piece of art that is yours only kind of like blockchain and bitcoin and all that stuff but around a digital piece of art <clears throat> yeah some dipshit in the world paid $500,000 for a non-fungible token, an NFT. Non-fartable token. <laughs> non-fartable token. Uh, of some architect's home rendering. What? So basically an architect designed a home on a computer program completely fantastical bullshit like i guess you could live on the surface of ganymede near jupiter and experience volcanic eruptions all day and that would be your backyard but we can't do that now right this is total sci-fi shit like there's no way any of this would be real yet someone paid five hundred thousand dollars for it's called Mars House. So I guess it's supposed to be a house on Mars. But um, really all it is is a digital rendering of a residential home walkthrough like you would see on Zillow. Right? Someone takes their iPhone camera and walks through the house. Here's the bathroom. Here's the living room. Here's the backyard. Like it's... <clears throat> <laughs> and some dipshit paid over five hundred thousand dollars for that. Oh my god! 
And it was uh it was in um what what's that new currency? Starts with a T. Oh no, this was in dollars. Um, oh. So the, the NFT, the non fungible token, is the way to think about it is it's one Bitcoin. But it's called like Theramite. What the fuck's it called? Oh no, I, I have no idea. That's not in this article at all. <clears throat> um. God, I, t- I always blank on the name of the shit. Oh, wait, no, I scrolled down. Sorry. Um, so in this article, and I don't know shit about it, but it says, it's a CNN article, the new owner paid digital artist Krista Kim 288 Ether. Ether, that's it. A cryptocurrency <clears throat> that is equivalent to 500 <clears throat> That was in $557.79 as of, I don't know when they posted this. Um, Where's the date stamp? This was like a week ago. March 24th. Yeah, that's what, okay, that's what it was called. Yeah, so, but regardless, whatever cryptocurrency they paid, right? the, The idea with an NFT is that it's like a Bitcoin or an Ether, but that, value is not tied to a mathematical formula somewhere in the cloud. It's tied to this specific piece of digital art. And so someone drew and animated a house on Mars and someone else paid the equivalent of $500,000. Yeah. You look that stuff up and they can resell it for over a million. Which is just... It's I'm, insane, I'm, right? Yeah, at this point, like, really, like, anyone could create anything as an NFT, right? Yeah. I, I, my kid could draw something with crayons on a piece of construction paper, and that becomes an NFT, and that has value? It's, it's weird. People just want something to have for themselves, and they're willing to pay for it and go, look what I have, and you don't. Yeah, it's a radical damn concept. And yeah, I just, I mean, I guess it's like buying the original, whatever, sculpture, painting, recording of a piece of art, a song, a, a painting, a sculpture, a whatever, photograph, and owning the original rights to that exclusively. I get that. It's just crazy how fast it's taken off. And how, I mean, frankly, with this particular story we just talked about, how crazy, insane, and stupid, it's gotten so quick, right? Like, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about non-fungible tokens, NFTs, and some guy's recording of a year's worth of farts. And then this time, I'm talking about some dipshit who paid $500,000 for a pretend layout of a pretend house on mars in a pretend future settlement there where we could live there's 500 fucking grand it's just for that's worth the cost of a decent house and the guy's paying for a fucking you know a shitty digital house bullshit yeah and and honestly, you go to most states, 
besides the coasts and certain parts of the interior of the country. And you could buy like three houses for 500 grand. Yeah, and build tunnels connecting them all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you felt the need to, I guess you could. Um, <laughs> either which way, just it's a fuck ton of money to throw at something so trivial. And well, people should start recording their farts, guys. Come on. I I think you're right. I mean, I'm just <clears throat> gonna start recording myself at night while I sleep and record you know, your all snoring. The snores. Yeah. And. Record your snoring, Whatever. dude. And I bet you, you could loop it and turn it into a song and put an NFT. It'd be the snore song. And people are like, oh, man, you got that snore song? Hell yeah. And Well, and there's only one snore song. Or there's a couple, right? Different variations. Like, maybe. We'll see. I'll give it a shot. Let's, let's say I'll record myself tonight and see what happens. Um, well, do you see but, that... Um, <clears throat> This one Twitch streamer. Did you hear about this guy? I he know. he was um okay, so he's super I forget his name, he's super popular, but he was um he would extend his Twitch stream another three minutes for every donation that was put in. And he's been going for twenty days. He sleeps and everything. But he has a thirty day maximum limit and it's been at sixteen minutes. His countdown clock has been at 16 minutes. You know, it will drop to like, you know, five minutes and boost back up to 16 minutes again. He's made over a million dollars. By just doing... Huh? What charity? Or is that just income just to him? Just for income for him. That's just for like a... Like an, uh, he asked his streamers, was like, I'll extend it another two minutes. Or yeah, I think another two to five minutes for every donation. <clears throat> And they've been donating. Yeah, here it is. Uh, I just found the article. So the Twitch streamer's name is Ludwig. Yeah, huge. He's a he's really popular. He's one of the highest um, uh, watched streamers. Ludwig Anders Agren. Swedish. Off his marathon broadcast on March 14th and is charging viewers cash to extend the round-the-clock stream. The video feed is aired from his home in California. Oh. Uh, featured dozens of hours of him asleep in a bright red race car bed. <laughs> <laughs> but still, uh-huh. it's like, come on, that's an e- it's like Jesus, that's fucking genius. Right. 20-year-old <laughs> plays video games, chats, cooks, eats, and <clears throat> showers with shorts on, all on stream. Crazy, Let right? Extends the deadline for the stream's end by twenty seconds for each subscription. Yeah, that's a twenty seconds channels. Subscriptions are five bucks a month. Is that insane, dude? Twenty seconds he's extending it, and this thing has gone on for since it's still going. Yeah, <clears throat> extends it by twenty seconds, and so for point of reference, when we're recording this, it's April fifth, and he started on March fourteenth. He's going to April 30th, he said. So that's it, 45 days, not 30. Okay, and, well, um, well, he's yeah, he's not going to go super. He's not going to go forever, but, you know, he's going to end it after the 30th. Yeah. But still, Jesus, 20 seconds, dude. Right. And, and each $5 subscription, $5 per month subscription, 
um, adds another 20 seconds. And, you know, let's just say he said on March 14th, I'm going to record for a day straight. After that, it's up to you guys to keep me going. Mm -hmm. So 20 seconds every day since March 20th is such a stupid number of seconds at five bucks every 20 second. It's just, yeah, if you have the people that are willing to do it and you have a bunch of kids that are watching it with money. Yeah. The guy's made like a million dollars so far. So this article in the sun I'm scanning um, said if each of those new followers has paid the minimum $5 subscription fee, Ludwig has generated at least $750,000 this month. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. And his take-home pay after splitting it with other people in the project is 375000 So he got a 50% split of that. Wow. That's still, <laughs> that's insane. <clears throat> so you just have to think of a cool gimmick, guys, if you want to make money. <laughs> yeah, or you have to be a 23-year-old, pretty damn attractive dude, or, you know, check or non-binary, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, you have to be, uh, yeah, you have to be a non-binary cool guy that already has over 100,000 people watching you on a daily basis. I mean, I'm sure. Um, yeah, he does. He's one of the highest um, viewed streamers. That's how he's able to do it. Right. It's not he's like, hey, guys, so I'm going to extend it 20 seconds. Oh. Okay, I guess um, I guess I'm well, going on. I guess I'll put my shirt back on if you guys <laughs> aren't going to extend by 20 more seconds. Oh, look at that. We got another five minutes. All right, I'm going to take my shirt the rest of the way off. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty insane. Attractive dude. It's insane, dude. I wouldn't pay to watch him take his shirt off, but, you know, I'd probably watch. It's still like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, it's the weird cult of personality that's directly accessible, right? Like when we were kids, the cult, cult of personality were the musicians, the actors, the artists, whoever that fell into our orbit through friends, through family, through magazine, whatever. You know, we found out about them some way. Yeah, now it's yeah. just everywhere. Yeah, now the cult of personality dominates pretty much everything. Well, now they're just influencers that are everywhere, and they're just scheming all the time to make money. Well, and I argue that influencer is just a nicer way of saying cult of personality, right? Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. They're making all the money, man. They're making all the money. Okay, ready for my next movie? Or my next show? Rock and roll. Do you have um, Shudder? No, you don't. I do not. Well, maybe you should get it, guys. Here we go. Yeah, I'm not that much of a horror fan, as you well know. That's true. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. <laughs> That's all it is, is horror movies. <clears throat> so this one, um, Creep Show, Season 2. It's directly influenced by the original Creepshow movies. Uh, Creepshow season two kicks off. Um, there's two. It's uh, 
it's 50 minutes, two 30-minute stories. Right, the first one... Fuck, I forget the name of it. Uh, I forget the name of both of them, actually. <laughs> well, the first one involves a kid who pretends he's Dracula, mom's dying of cancer, and um, Matt Dillon's brother, what's his name? Uh, the actor Matt Dillon? Yeah, he has a brother who looks exactly like him, but it's like the, he's like a mongoloid version of Matt Dillon. <clears throat> Mongo, Mongo Dillon? Let me look Matt it up Dillon's there. Dillon's brother, let's see. Um, Kevin Dillon? Yes. Okay. Kevin Dillon. Okay, Creepshow season... God, they only have the first season? What the fuck? Okay, season two... Um, season one or season two? Come on, guys. Episode one, episode one. Da, 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 da. Okay, whatever. Okay, so it's Kevin Dillon. <clears throat> yeah, he's been in nothing, really. No, no, he's been here and there. He's living off his brother's fame. Uh huh. Um, the first one is uh, so it's basically he's an asshole um, stepdad. Or not stepdad, but brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's the asshole brother-in-law. <clears throat> who's um, who's Sam Raimi's brother? God damn it! Why are you doing this to me tonight? Are a Sam Raimi, um, Jim Bob, Bill Raimi. Sam, okay, so this one so that doesn't have to do with Sam Raimi, but um, Ted Raimi <clears throat> is it Ted Raimi? He was, he's the kind of bug-eyed guy who's in a bunch of shit. He he was in Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, shit, what else? He's been all over the place, man. Um. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see. Okay, that was him. <clears throat> so in the first one. The little kid's um, mo- mom's dying of cancer. She dies of cancer. The kid um, can make... He's a huge monster freak. His whole... F- you know, his Bella Lugosi, all this 50s and 60s monster shit in his house. Okay. Yeah, like the Universal Monster movie. Yeah, the, the kid's set, it's set in the 70s. Um, and then his imagination goes wild. His, his toys start coming to life. Uh-oh. Um, Not a good sign. And the toys are total, like, uh, I'm trying to think. There's a bunch of nods to all these other movies. Like, oh, that's that movie. Oh, that's that. So um, the toys are nods to the other movies. So then the dad, you know, or the stepdad's an asshole. Hey, I'm going to destroy your toys. No, you're not. So Mm -hmm. then then uh, basically the creature from the Black Lagoon and the mummy come alive and just rip him in half. Uh, His guts are everywhere and his legs are all over the place. Nice. The second one is the more interesting one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to where they run a TV show. There's like you know like a cable access TV show, and it goes to like you know like um the who's the painter guy Bob Ross? Yeah, Bob Ross. It's like a rip off of Bob Ross, but he's painting. He's like, oh, let's paint this cabin in the woods. It's basically the Evil Dead cabin. He's like, oh, we're painting this thing. <laughs> let's, paint, let's paint a forlorn, a scary little cabin. Yeah, in the and woods. then in the background you see the. In the background, you see the bridge all mangled. I'm like, oh, hey, it's the fucking... <laughs> it's the Evil Dead thing. And then they go to a other guy. Um, it's like a... Um, uh, what's it called? The sideshow, whatever the fuck. Or antique side roadshow. <clears throat> what's it called? 
Is it Antique Roadshow? Where Antique Roadshow is the one where they like value people's random shit they've carried around for generations. Yes, that's right. So and so it's like an Antique Roadshow, and the guy is like, "Oh, let me look at this book. It's the Necronomicon." <laughs> well, it's bound in English. He's like, yeah, he's like, wow, this is a weird binding I've never seen before. And yeah. like, wow, I've never seen this before. Wow, well, this is weird. It's the exact same one from the movies. Yeah. Uh, it's like a total ode to Evil Dead. He's like, oh, I have the key to open it up. He opens it up. <clears throat> he's like, these incantations in here. Huh. out loud. What happened? And he's, uh, he's like, yeah, I kept it in my old fruit cellar for a long time. And uh, so, <laughs> like, uh-huh. so, so he opens it up, starts reading the verses. So everyone starts getting possessed. Their eyes are turning white and everything. So it's like an Evil Dead homage. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, yeah, you know, have all the demons and stuff. They, they just they stopped it by just locking the book back up. But you know, it has like the demons running around, saying "You are burning hell" and all the fucking lighting and stuff from a Sam Raimi movie. It was really cool. I was like, oh, cool. It's an ode to Evil Dead. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. It, and this is exclusive to Shudder. Yes. Exclusive to Shudder. Well, that's a problem because I'm not going to pay a subscription fee for you can do Shudder. A, you can do a, a free fucking two week, whatever the fuck. That's what I did to watch Gangs of London. Think I'm getting AMC Plus? Like, no. I'll, I'll do the seven day free trial, burn through the whole show, and tick. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I did that to watch the Super Bowl with my kids for, uh, what is it, Paramount Plus now or whatever that bullshit is. Oh, oh, really? They have the Super Bowl on there? Yeah. So I give it a creep show season two, uh, first episode. Uh, so each week is going to, it's an anthology. So each week is like next Friday is going to be new, two more shows, two more episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's direct and produced and directed by Greg Nicotero, who's doing who did all the Walking Dead stuff and stuff like that. So three to five ear holes, three to five okay. eye holes, three to five ripped open bodies for the first one, and three to five books of the dead for the second one. But yeah, it's uh, it was cool. I like that one a lot. And, yeah, the uh, second one sounds interesting for sure, and I like the Creepshow movie. Uh, at least the what the first two, I think. Yeah, this is an ode to all the movies. Period. It's just, it has the weird lighting and everything, you know, like the weird backgrounds and people get surprised. Yeah. Well, and I mean, at least from what you're saying about the second episode, you described like it really sounds like they're nodding back to the era of not, I don't know if lighthearted horror is the right phrase, but, you know. They go they go back and forth. They go to like straight horror then they go to lighthearted horror. Yeah, some of the toys that the little kid had were creatures from the first season. I'm like, oh, I remember that thing that Scarecrow with the skull. Skullacrow. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then um, in, like, in the background of the Antiques Roadshow, it was a bunch of shit from horror movies. I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. It's like, I know that weird fucking monster looking thing. Like, I couldn't quite place it. I'm like, I recognize it, but I don't know where it's from. Like, what is that? Uh, yeah, it's for huge horror fans. That uh, You would like it, though. You'd like the Creep Shows, at least. Yeah, no, I like the Creep Show series. I think I only... There were, what, four of them, right? Or something like that? Like No, there's two. 
Oh. Creepshow 1 and 2. Okay. Well, then Four, I think I've like, seen both. Yeah, yeah, you've seen both. The fucking the blob for the second one and the hitchhiker. Give me thanks for the ride, lady. Years ago, Chris, years ago. I, I vague memories <clears throat> at best. I remember enjoying them. The hitchhiker was the creepiest one for me as a kid. Uh, that one and um, the because uh, I watched these when I was little, man. My parents took me to this one. Uh, the first one with the monkey freaked me out. The the cockroaches one was fucking freaky. And that that monkey in the box was scary. You remember that one? Nope. Were the, were the, I need to rewatch them. Yeah, you should rewatch them. They're good. Uh, and then um, the Stephen King one where he turns into moss. He finds a meteor. It's a meteor shit. <laughs> and then he gets like some green moss on his fingers and it just spreads through his whole house. And then takes over his whole body to where at the end he just ends up blowing his head off with a double barrel shotgun. Hmm. <clears throat> you remember that one? <laughs> Kurt Cobain exit. Huh? <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. No, um, again, it's. I know I've watched Creep Show one, and I'm pretty sure I watched the second one, but it's been so goddamn long. I've got almost no rec- recollection of them. Meteor so, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Give me a little bit. I'll see if I can hunt them up on my streaming services, but I'd watch them again. Um, have you been watched? Speaking of something you can watch on Amazon, did you watch Invincible yet? I watched episode <coughs> and a half of Invincible. Okay, there's four episodes out. Yeah. So you you read watched... the whole comics, right? No. Oh, I thought you did. Comics. No, I'd read... Hold one moment, please. Yeah, I thought you had read uh, the comic books... I mean, that was Josh. That I was have Josh. read a shit ton of them. That is true. Okay. Maybe that was Josh who's read all of them. Yeah. No, that is... <clears throat> yeah, Josh definitely has. Um, I want to say I've read the first five uh, trade paperback collections. Okay. So that would be... I don't know. There's usually five uh, weekly comics in one trade so i'd guess i've read maybe 45 of the comic books at best however they're fucking phenomenally written and um for those of you who've read walking dead same damn writer robert kirkman Mm -hmm. and applied to the superhero genre and quite well. I from everything I read, I was like, "Yes, I want more," and they're all on my list to buy on Amazon. I just don't have enough money. <laughs> yeah. It's a matter of time, not lack of desire. They are well done and um, thoughtful. I don't know. It's not just the um, like I don't know. We've had Batman around for a hundred years and Superman for a hundred and ten. You know, we have all these characters. We're going to keep recycling stories. This is kind of a planned narrative around a universe that has superheroes like Superman, Batman, Magneto, you know, Vision, whoever. And 
because it knows where it's kind of going and it knows what its universe is, it makes the stories really goddamn fun. And from the, what is it? The first episode was about an hour and the second episode was, I think, the same and I watched about half. So from the first hour and a half of the cartoon I've seen on Amazon Prime, they really are piquing my interest and pushing those same buttons that the comic did. Maybe not in the same way. There were differences from what I vaguely remember. It's been a while since I wrote the comics. But, um, yeah, it's a directed narrative in a specific superhero universe. I think that's what's got me most excited about it. Yeah, I thought, um, <clears throat> I thought the ending of the first episode is predictable for the fact that yeah. he was already a dick. I'm like, okay, this guy's a dick. Uh, what's his name? Q. What's his name? The dad. Uh, Omni Man. Omni Man. Yes, he was a dick. Yeah, he's <clears throat> like a Superman character. But <clears throat> as you find out as you go through the story, that's not the whole story, right? Well, yeah. As far as I know, from what I know from the story, he, he was a dick, and I saw that coming. Yeah, I'm like, he's okay. Somewhere- He's somewhere between Superman and fucking, um, what's his name from the boys? Homelander. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Right? I mean, he's not a black and white character like Superman. Superman's always good and fights against the always bad and has mercy on those in between. Like, and Homelander's just like, Fuck you! I'm doing things my way, and I'll fucking laser your face off if. Yeah, give me give me some more milk from your tit. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I need to creepily drink milk out of a baby bottle. Anyway, um, if if yeah, Omni Man from Invincible, the show that we're talking about on Amazon Prime, is definitely somewhere in between the two. Yeah, and there's an explanation for his actions. the first episode I'm sure there is but like as far as I know he's still a dick Uh, from what I know of him I haven't read enough so so what do you what do you rate it then the first episode um well let's just say I'm in it um so far I think it's doing a good job of adapting um the comic book to a cartoon medium and staying true to the spirit of the story of not being right on the money with everything that happened in the comics. That's not as important to me. Tell a good story in the same space. And they do that. Yeah. So for the first episode and a half, I will say four and a half out of five. Um, Super boners. <laughs> nice. Okay, here we go. My top movies of March, guys. We're going back to this list now that I can go to movies again. Okay, I'll go to my worst movies first. No, I'll do my best ones first. Um, number five, Chaos Walking. Uh, that's out on VOD now if you want to rent it. Because everything's coming out in three weeks. 
Is that Tom Holland? Yeah, Tom Holland and uh, what's her face? Daisy Ridley. Is this your worst or your best? These are my top five best of March that I saw. So that that was number five. Yes. Number four is Ryan the Last Dragon. Nice. That looks. That looks. It just looks amazing as far as anime goes, or anime. Or sorry, Disney animation. Um, that's you have to pay for you want to call it. It looked like a fun, yeah. It's cool, it has some cool myths in it, has you know, has a cool world building element to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, number three is Nobody with the um, what's his face, right? Um, god damn, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, it's from the creator and director of Hardcore Henry. And the writer of John Wick. Hmm. So you put those two together, you basically have uh, Hardcore Wick or Old Man Henry, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> have right. you seen Hardcore Henry yet? I have not. Oh, okay, that's the first person action movie. <laughs> I remember you talking about it. I think I have it on one of my streaming services somewhere. Um, it's crazy. You know, it's worth at least one viewing. Just to check it out. Yeah. No, i definitely interested. It sounds like fun. Um, I did watch the Harry Potter gets the guns nailed to his hands. What is it? Guns oh, Akimba. Guns Akimba. That was all right. Yeah. But no, I haven't watched Hardcore Henry yet. Okay, yeah. Watch Hardcore Henry. It's a trippy first-person shooter movie. Right. Uh, let's see. Saw it twice in the movie theater. Uh, Were you talking about it? Number two is Justice League. Did you finish that yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was. You no, know, I think that's something I'll get to this next weekend. Um, yeah, it's a big. It's a long movie, man. It's like <laughs> not only is it a long movie, but my lady and I have both said we want to watch it together. So uh, um, that's the next time we're actually in the same space. Um. Watching it over, you know, HBO Max it, while we chat on the phone is not ideal. No, no. You can do the, uh, well, Amazon only has the party chat thing. So, okay. So, number one, guys. Uh, let's see. Number one. Boom. Godzilla vs. Kong. Number one movie of March. Came out on the last day of March. Wow. Wednesday. What? I said that counts. Yes, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, that was the most exciting movie. Number Okay, here's my worst movies. Number five, Cherry. It's on Apple TV with Tom Holland. Another Tom Holland movie. He made my bottom five of the best and bottom five of the worst. <clears throat> um, number he's consistent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a bad actor. I can see him becoming a really good actor. It's just... Ugh. Yeah. Some of his movies... Mm. Um, at least he's breaking away from the Peter Parker Spider-Man thing. Right. You he's know? not trying to get typecasted. No. Uh, number four, Deadly Illusions. Uh, this is a Netflix movie mm. about an, uh, a nanny who comes to take care of the, the kid, but ends up finger-banging the wife in a milk bath. Like an evil? <clears throat> well, she has, she has a split personalities. It's really weird. Uh, number three, boss level. 
it was a good, it was a good try, but it was I don't know, man. There's something weird with it. That's on that's on Hulu. If you have that, uh, what? I do not. Oh, number two, you have this one. You have Amazon coming to America too. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to watch it. It looked disappointing when I watched it. Horrible. I didn't yeah. laugh once. It's like, what is this? This is so bad. I'm so glad they didn't put it out in the theaters. I would have probably yeah. walked out. Mm. Speaking of walking out, Boogie, oh. number one, guys, worst movie of March. <clears throat> I left like t- ten minutes towards the end. I'm like, fuck this movie. Like, bye. And this was a theater movie. Yep. That you walked out on. Yep. Mm. First one in 2021. Hopefully, it's the last one. I want to see some good movies this year, guys. 2021 yeah worst and best movies of march i'm still Mm. making my list of movies i've seen this year guess how many i've seen so far um 724 no 64 oh i mean i was close i guess 64 from january that's pretty good and these movies that were released in 2021 or ones you've never seen before these are 2021 movies i've seen 64 since january okay. yeah. brand new movies not counting things you were catching up on because you just didn't have time or whatever uh let me see i'm trying to see. no um well yeah like vfw that came out in 2020 but i'm watching that in 2021 so that counts i'm just counting movies i've seen this year new or old New things to you. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, the theatrical release of, you know, Robocop on fucking IMAX or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll put, um, I don't know if I'll put that down. Maybe I would. <laughs> uh, yeah, like St. Maud, Willy's Wonderland, Cold Skin, Minari, Tom and Jerry, Land, Billy Holiday, Moxie, Chaos Walking, Coming to America, Boogie, Cherry, Block Island Sound, which I didn't even rate on this movie. It was so bad. Uh, Fair. City of Lies, The Courier. See all these movies. Uh, Bad Trip, you might like. That's on Netflix. I rated that last week. It's like a um, a hidden camera funny, sh- a hidden camera movie, but with a plot. Hmm. Almost like there's a there's a great scene. I'm like I won't give it away, but it's a great scene involving a guy in a gorilla suit. <clears throat> that's all i'll say um and so like uh like the, uh, i'm trying to think of the plot is one clarifying question like a three stooges style gorilla suit or a realistic one uh realistic a realistic to the people that are seeing it it's all like in the like midwest south so it's it's mostly black people he's fooling because it's um uh, uh, um eric andre He's a, oh, okay. He's a comedian. Um, it was supposed to come yeah, out in the theaters, but it never came out in the theaters. It's him and his cousin. Uh, no, him and his friend. They stole his her cousin's car. His cousin's car, who's an ex-convict, who's chasing them down to because he's going to New York because this one girl he ran into wanted him to get his number. It's like, hey, come to New York and visit me sometime. Oh, okay. Come to New York and visit me sometime. Okay, here we go, guys. <clears throat> We're going to do the next uh, Nirvana song, guys. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. 
<clears throat> okay, here we go. That's not it. Here we go. Whew! Thanks to Nirvana for that one. Okay, what's my next movie I'm going to go to now? Uh, oh, speaking of movie guys, we have to talk about this guy right here. Um, our, our old buddy. Come on. He's in a coma right now, guys. We've got to cheer him up. What? Hey, right here. Come on, DMX. Wake up out of that coma. Come on. We need more DMX. Where are my dogs at? 
Come on, please, where are my dogs at? <laughs> come on, Dulex, come on, come on. Talk, let them know it ain't a sweet ball. This gonna be the only holy joint made this year that'll knock. What? I said, holy shit, what did I miss? DMX oh. is in a coma. Oh, right. Come on, yeah, DMX, yeah. get out of the coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a heart attack or some shit, right? <clears throat> no, he had a drug overdose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, he had a heart He's 50 years old. He had a heart attack and that was a, d a drug overdose. He just got out of rehab. And they're just like, oh, yeah, so it's a drug overdose. DMX. In a he has no brain activity. He's in a coma. I think he's gone, dude. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds that way. If he has no <sighs> brain activity, that's not a good sign. I better not be singing a, singing a DMX song next week, goddammit. You better start practicing. Oh, my say. God. What? Where are my dogs at? What? Where are my dogs at? Uh, yeah, they're holding a vigil for DMX outside the hospital. Yep. Oh my god, all the Rough Riders are driving by. It's like, Jesus, dude. bitch, get out the way. What? That's, uh, that's what's-his-face. Not DMX? No. <laughs> that's ludicrous. <clears throat> Ludicrous. This is DMX. I'm trying. Okay. Uh, all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here. Up in here. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here. Up oh. in here. Oh, he already I'm lost his mind. Okay. Just like um, Dr. Dre when he had that uh, stroke. I haven't heard anything from him. You know, I think he's still going through voice therapy. I'm getting every other syllable and <clears throat> every other word. From me? Oh. Hey, bud, later. All right, man, take it easy. Well, I'll call you back after Ooh. the show. Okay, well, there goes that. That's what happens, guys. We live out in the middle of nowhere. Should we do another Nirvana song? No, we shouldn't. Okay, let's just wrap this up, too. Um, Let's see. The uh, Shiva Baby, check it out. Uh, and another show, Made for Love. Three to five year hosts, three to five miles, three to five dolphin, pool dolphins, synthetic partners, or segmented sleeping flavor balls. Segmented sleeps and flavor balls. Check it out. It's uh, three episodes are up right now on HBO Max. It's about a guy. He's basically, it's like, it's like a Google guy. And just check it out. I don't want to spoil it for you. <clears throat> All right. Let's see what show, what song can we go out on here, guys? we we'll go to recently played. Yeah, Shiva Baby. Check it out. I'll go to my liked songs. This is what we're taking out here. We're going out on... Uh, uh, where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Yeah, we'll go out on that one. Not we right here. Not I'm on a plane. We'll go out on this one, dude. Crockett's theme. It's a mellow night, guys. It's a mellow night. Peace out, DMX. Hope you make it, dude. We'll have you on the show next week if you do. Hey Crockett, what do you want, Tubbs? I got a bad feeling about this, man. What? About how I wear shoes with no socks? Yeah, your feet smell like shit, man. I don't like your jerry curl on the back of my goddamn Ferrari seat, you son of a bitch. 
Hey man, you don't need to get racial about this shit. Shut up, Tubbs. Let's get in the car. I gotta go marry Sheena Easton. Later, guys. Some post Malone, here we go, yeah. You wagon, G wagon, G wagon, G wagon, all the housewives pulling up. I got a lot of toys, 720. Oh, wait, real quick. Dust boys in the building. Winter Falcon, it was okay, it was decent this week. Not great. All right, Pete, rest in peace, lives on with a passion. Find me on the scene, guarantee it's gonna go on this one. All right, guys, later.